The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight the paths of the Lord. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locust and wild honey. He proclaimed, after me, one who is more powerful than I is coming, the thong of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but the one who is coming will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. traffic. About a month ago, I was sitting in traffic with Ian as we were leaving the Saturday night service at HT Loop. It is usually a very quick 15 to 20 minute drive, just two turns onto Congress and then a straight shot down Lakeshore Drive. And the biggest struggle I've had with HT Loop this year is having to arrive at 4.30 and not getting home until 7. Four is too early for me to eat dinner, and seven is way past my dinner time. So no matter how tasty the treats are after service, and they are very tasty, I always leave with my stomach growling. I say this because that night as I turned onto Congress, it was clear that we were not going to have 15 minutes till dinner. We continued slowly down the road until we saw it. A big old cement block right between us and Lakeshore Drive. So close, yet so far away. There were traffic cops there to direct us to turn around and go down a different path. A route that would take us one hour to get home. Quickly, our 7 p.m. dinner time turned into an 8 p.m. dinner time. And now, don't get me wrong, I love my car rides with Ian, and we spend a lot of time in the car together. But we all also know that traffic brings out the worst in us. One cement roadblock, one little obstacle in our way, had me angry, exhausted, and hungry by the time we returned. And today we have the story of John the Baptist, the traffic cop of Advent, who interrupts our time of excitement, our time of setting up Christmas trees and listening to carols, to announce this obstacle of repentance. In fact, maybe this entire season of Advent where we make room within ourselves for the coming of Jesus 
might be seen in and of itself as an obstacle. Advent is about teaching us the art of waiting. This is completely contrary to what the season is about in our culture, where decorations and Christmas trees come out just after Halloween, where we rush to the stores on Thanksgiving evening to get the best deal on presents, and where ABC Family begins its 25 days of Christmas movie marathon even before the first Sunday of Advent. We seem to rush through the season of Advent to make room for Christmas. But why? I think it's because the texts of this season make us slow down, turn inside of ourselves, learn to voice our own brokenness, and to plea for our Savior's coming. Repentance in the Greek literally means to turn around. 180 degrees. It's a word with baggage that doesn't always ring as good news because it requires us to face the truths about ourselves and obstacles that have kept us from trusting in God and to completely change the direction of our lives. Perhaps repentance can be described as that cement roadblock because like the roadblock I encountered that night, leaving H.T. Lou, it can be frustrating to have our routes thrown off, and it can perhaps not bring out the best in us. But what would, we, what would happen if we thought of repentance as a divine gift? Martin Luther spoke of repentance as being a return to our baptism, that very place where we are named and claimed as God's children, given the promise that God will be with us through all of our obstacles, promises to lift each valley up, make each mountain low, make each path straight. Today we baptize Benjamin, and he begins the exciting baptismal journey with us. And yesterday at H.T. Loop, we commended Joyce into God's eternal embrace. In these two different pictures of new life, we rejoice in both, trusting in God's promise throughout all of our earthly journeys, from our first roadblock until our last. But it is often difficult and painful to be able to see God's presence in each of our obstacles to see God's comforting presence in the death of Joyce and others who have gone before us, to see God's presence in the loss of a job or a diagnosis of an illness, to see God's presence when our lives seem to be falling apart at the seams. However, I believe we can find hope in remembering that the greatest comfort of our faith, Jesus' victory over the cross, must have felt in that moment as the biggest obstacle of the disciples' faith. I find comfort because if we can proclaim God's hidden presence and victory in that place of suffering, in that place where Mary wept over the violent death of her son, in that place where Jesus' followers lost all hope, then we can proclaim even more boldly that God is present here hidden in the obstacles 
hiding behind those cement roadblocks of our own lives. Throughout all of history, God has made a way where there was no way. And though God does not promise to remove the roadblocks from our life, remove those obstacles, God does promise to walk alongside us through each mountain, each valley, and each crooked path. But now we live in the tension of trusting God's presence in word, water, bread, and wine, while eagerly awaiting a time when all will be made new, with a hope that works hard in the wilderness to prepare the way. And so, as we continue down this Advent roadway, not always knowing where it may lead, may we be open to the call to slow down, to look within ourselves and cherish the gift that is repentance and the good news of God's faithfulness, even and especially in the roadblocks of our lives. May we be open this season to emptying ourselves so that we see our great need for Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who comes to prepare the way. Amen.